Thanks. No, it's really, really fun watching you drown and like, <laughs> and then waiting until your dead flopping body washes up on shore and then yes. jumping in. When I'm bloated and stagnant. Throwing the life raft to his dead body on the shore. <laughs> Catch it, Joel. Catch it. Put it on your body. <laughs> y'all welcome to another episode of that reload podcast i'm your host joel owner of reload i have sitting across from me jeremy the kitchen white law next to him is our pit master and producer mr matt Farr. levels levels and last but not least the sweet and sassy sometimes salty miss stacy hey guys we've got a great episode again as always y'all but we the first thing we're gonna do what we always do let's catch up guys guys gals Matt. Someday, someday you, I just want to hear you say, we have a subpar episode for y'all today. <laughs> we feel like shit, and so is this episode. <laughs> but this is a good one. Well, we got, yeah, not, not this one. It's it's a different one. We've yeah. got yeah. someone awesome coming on after our catch-up we got a We have a great guest, someone we have actually spoken about on the podcast a few times. He's actually been on briefly. A brief, brief introduction. But. So, yeah, we'll get to that. So to catch up, what's everybody's up, up to? How was your all's Easter, guys? Mine was really good. I I wasn't going to cook anything, uh, but the day before Easter, I uh, I decided I wanted to cook lamb, and I wanted to cook a rack of lamb. So I went to uh, three grocery stores Saturday morning to find a rack of lamb because um, when I decide I want to cook something, um, damn I'm it, going you're going to gonna do it. Thing. <laughs> damn it! So uh, you should have told us I had a rack of lamb from Haltman Philly Meats in the freezer. Well, I didn't know that you d- you had a rack of lamb in one of your 19 freezers that are slammed full of meat, okay? You probably have like six six lambs worth of meat in there, okay? You know what? Uh, shame on you for not hollering. Shame on me. So I went to Kroger, and they don't usually have lamb. Uh, Publix sometimes has it, and they didn't have anything, of course, the day before Easter. And then I went to... Uh, Costco on a Saturday morning, which is a, a nightmare hellscape that you never want to go to. <laughs> and they had lamb. So, uh, worked out first. Well, I knew they would have it, but I didn't want to go there, uh, it's, because it's hell anyways. Sa- Saturdays yeah. on Costco is not great. Um, and I usually go, try to go during the week. Um, but I went there, they had it, um, in and out. And then, um, I did a pistachio encrusted lamb. So I, uh, I seasoned it. I, I rubbed it down with oil, uh, EVOO, uh, and then seasoned it with, uh, fully loaded. And then I did a pistachio, uh, panko breadcrumb magnum mixture, oh and then added some melted butter to that. So it kind of hold together. Um, and then just push that into the uh, the rack of lamb really hard so it stuck on there really well. And then um, I roasted it in my uh, Primo. And lamb is quite fatty, so you're going to have a lot of dripping. So I used the deflector plates to kind of keep that down to a minimum. But, I mean, it was smoking like crazy. Yeah. Uh, four, 400 degrees, maybe 20 minutes or so to get it up. I, I pulled it like 122, 123, and then let it rest. And I, I leave my probe in while it's resting. So the final temp actually came up to like 145, but it was beautiful pink inside. You can see pictures on my Instagram and stuff. So came out fantastic. And um, that was the only thing I, I, I made. We just ate lamb. <sighs> sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. <laughs> is, is pistachio a tree nut or a bush nut? Matt. 
Uh, it's definitely a tree nut because I'm definitely allergic to it. So <laughs> don't don't ever serve me that, Jeremy, because <laughs> I'll die. That's a whole reason I'll You'll die. <laughs> I uh, uh, made a pretty classy meal for Easter myself. Uh, you guys ever heard of this little dish called Sloppy Joe's? Oh, that's it's French, isn't it? Is that French? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Can I spell it? I think it is French. I can spell and, that and, one. And, and, an S came out of your mouth, and I was like, he's going to say slot dog. He's going to say slot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of your jam, was... though. Like, you, like, on Valentine's Day, you guys eat burritos. And, you like, you eat bougie the rest of the year. But, like, on the holidays, we're slumming. Slumming it. Slumming it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's what I was thinking the whole time I was eating it. I was, so we just did, like, the manwich can with some ground chuck. And, I, and then I was mm. like, why has nobody done, like, a upscale bougie version of a sloppy joe with like a homemade sloppy joe sauce so like if that's a thing i've never seen it one of our friends trashy cashy uh she's got a sloppy taco recipe and it's like okay. it's basically like uh it's like a sloppy joe extremely good but it's very tacky saucy meat that she puts into the end of and the taco. And they're so good. And you could use it just like a sloppy joe. So we'll basically to... what she does is like she'll take the ground chuck and she'll add the taco seasoning to it. And then instead of just mm-hmm. serving that up as the taco meat, she adds one of those small cans of tomato paste that has like seasonings in it and mixes. Oh, yeah. So one can of the tomato paste and then she fills that little can up with water, puts it in there and kind of cooks it down and gets the sauce all distributed throughout the meat, throws it in some tacos and melted but cheese. Could... And it's like, it's crazy good. But you could take that and you could doctor that up. I mean, it, it's the base itself is fantastic. Yeah, sloppy. But if you want to throw a little Worcestershire in there, maybe a little more onion powder, a little more garlic or something, you could really some high caliber knock it up. There you go. Yeah. Um, my backup, if I couldn't have found a rack of lamb, was to make lamb burgers. Uh, you could have made it Easter and gone with uh, with ground lamb in there. Oh yeah, oh, lamb. Sloppy, sloppy Joe, sloppy, sloppy lamb. lambs, sloppy, <laughs> sloppy sheep. Yeah. <laughs> sloppy so sheep. anyway, I like that better. Yeah. Joel, you guys were cooking up some skirt steaks. Tell us some about that. Well, that wasn't for Easter. That was for tonight. But yeah, uh, for Easter we cooked up a double smoked ham again. Um, mm. We did a repeat of that, and Dude, you know, since we were smashed. cooking it, yeah, it was so good. Since we were cooking it for the whole family. We didn't use the Mike's Hot Honey this time on the glaze or the pack and heat. We just went with um, some regular honey and fully loaded. And then, of course, I used some bourbon, Worcestershire sauce, um, a lot of honey, and slapped that all over there. <laughs> we had that bourbon glaze going, and I, oh. went, I lit it on fire, you know, Jeremy, to burn off mm-hmm. the spirits. Flambe. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, Stacy, Stacy before my brother-in-law before was just hovering over. Stephen was hovering over the pot. It smelled so good, you know. It smelled like <laughs> oh no, it, it smelled like you know a Rick house. He was like, oh, it smells like yeah. a Rick house. It's so good. And he goes, Natalie, come over here. Well, I I had hit it already, and she tried to smell it. I didn't see her. She was coming in to smell about it. About burn her eyebrows off. And my dumb ass goes, my, I, I go, Whoof, and blew on it. And it went, it went. Yep, got some <laughs> oxygen to it. She goes, yeah. what the hell are you doing? But She's anyway. like, I was trying to get a smell of that. So, yeah, um, burn her face but off. it came out phenomenal. Poured that all over the ham, thickened it up. <laughs> she goes, I'm not going to call into work. I'm going to call into work because I don't have a face. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, those hams were popular. I saw a bunch of people uh, cooking those Haltman hams up on uh, on Easter. Uh, I think uh, Matt Burdett had one, uh, a squad member, and a few other people. Like those were all over the place. Yeah, yeah dude. 
It, it was worth it. It was so easy. You know, we had to kind of juggle two households or two families for Easter. So we hightailed it from one, came home and just threw that on the smoker. And it's just easy, and easy that, to do. Oh, yeah. And that, plus we had had a uh, pulled uh, a pork butt that I had put on that morning before we left the house. And hot and fast. Hot and fast. I forgot to ask oh, how yeah. did it turn out. This was our second one. It turned out so good the first time. All my friends loved it for girls night that I cooked it again for my family for Easter. You know, I just took the pork butt slathered fully loaded all over it, topped it with Magnum and then put it in the, um, the camp chef at two, I'm sorry, three twenty-five, and just let it ride. No wrapping, nothing. Just let it ride. And that bark and that crust was so flavorful. So good. I mean, yeah. so flavorful. Every, like I've never our had kids were like, what is this? Oh yeah. I have never had bark come off a pellet grill on a pork butt like this method of cooking a pork butt. Didn't taste burnt. You know, there's now, no sugar in either, the, either of those I'll say this. It, I'll say That's this. That's important. There, there's a consistency. There, It still pulls apart and everything, but the the two we've done, the middle, is a, I, have to, I have to shred the middle a little more. Then the outside just peels off like butter. But the, the core of the butt... I have to actually get in there with my claws and do a little little shred action on it. You For know, five and a half six but hours, it's, it's done. It's not dry. It's just I don't know. If it's the method because it's I still take a bite of it. And it's like, it's just moist and juicy. Uh, so I would have. So are you guys putting it in the cooker while it's still frozen by chance? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Never mind. So that throws uh, the other. My other suggestion would be let it ride. Like if you're taking it out at two o one, let it ride to like two o five, two o six. Okay. Okay. Give it a few more degrees. Should, yeah, it should help loosen it up a little bit we did more. And that's, make sure it's it should feel like I mean it should probe like, you know, butter before you pull it out. See, I wasn't even looking at that. I was just I, as soon as the temp hit two oh two, I was like, give me that sucker. You pulled it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that and, was and, you know, we kept it wrapped up with in like a foil pan, wrapped it up with some towels and stuck it in either like the first time I stuck it in the oven, but then we needed the oven for Easter. I stuck it in the microwave for a few hours. Until it was ready to pull, and that it was just easiest Easter dinner. Everybody else brought sides, and it was done. I know Spencer. Spencer, I think did the hot and fast uh, pulled pork as well, and Mm -hmm. and swears by it now. So I don't know that I'll ever do like a low and slow pork again. I don't after having it like that. I don't think so either. That and that rub combination. You know, we we used to do just solid, fully loaded, and then we went to the double action, and we would do double action on all of our pulled porks. Jeremy got us turned on to doing Magnum alone on ribs for a more savory Texas-style rib flavor. And now you've got us on the fully loaded <laughs> Magnum covering for the fully pork Magnum. butt. It's got me yep. wanting to do that on ribs. Mm, that'd be really good. Matt, have you seen the videos? I think, like, Harry Sue puts them out where they do, like, hot and fast briskets, and it's, like, 500 degrees for, like, four hours. What? It's insane. No. I think that would dry it out. Lots of spritzing. You got to keep it moist in there, a nice moist environment and stuff, but it's like really hot and really fast. Like this has been pushed to extremes. I know. So I went to this place called Cooper's, which is a little barbecue place Poisson. out of Texas, and they have a location in Austin as well. And that's the way they do their briskets. They do them directly over charcoal. Uh, mm-hmm. hot and fast and i mean i tried it and it was super there's no smoke ring or anything like that but yeah. that fat still renders you still get a good like uh smoky flavor on it it was delicious i, I want to try it sometime yeah i think there would be like a set of variables you have to manage specifically for that high temperature and stuff but once you nail mm-hmm. it i think you could get a very comparable brisket that's what i was gonna say i wonder if putting a water pan in 
something like that, like the pellet grill doing this hot and fast pork butt, putting a water pan in on the side, if that would help, you know, with, oh, the, yeah. with the moisture yeah. level D- at all. Didn't, didn't you do a water pan, Matt? Yeah, so that oh. was my recommendation. That keeps that bark. It's still, it's yeah. still crispy, but listen. it keeps it from drying out. <laughs> it was good. It was. I mean, the bark was moist. Oh, the bark. No, the bark was like. Oh. It's probably because we haven't cleaned our grill in forever, so there's all that residual <laughs> grease at the bottom. That's layers of flavor. Layers of flavor, you know. Yeah. Steam on the inside. That's funny. Uh, something else mm. that I made this week that I wanted to share with you guys. I um, just kind of came up with it. I made some high caliber stuffed mushrooms. Um, Holy smokes, oh, guys. This, so this is the ticket. Yeah. Tell if I was it. a good photographer, I would make this again and take some pictures and post the recipe online because it's that good. I mean, I can't stop thinking about it. So I just took some baby Bella mushrooms, popped the little stems out of them and kind of scraped the gunk out, kind of emptied them out. Okay. Then I took cream cheese, high caliber, some more chopped mushrooms, um, diced jalapenos, and then coarsely shredded mozzarella and provolone cheese and mixed that up, stuffed it into the um, mushroom caps, topped it with some more cheese, more high caliber, and then a slice of jalapeno and then baked them. And they were so crazy good. They were, they were out of this world good. It sounds like a future egg fest dish to me. Oh, I mean, yeah. Creamy, savory melt in your mouth. And it's low carb. Like it was, we had that with Bacanya with some new blends that we are in the process of um, developing. So um, it was one of the best meals. <laughs> Almost we're working, developing. Developing. Yeah. Yeah. These, the ones that we're working on are ones that we're going to have out uh, one for the summer and one for the fall. Yeah. We actually with had it two tonight. coming probably in the next month. We actually had it tonight on some skirt steak. in the next month. Yeah. yeah. Well, two, not those yeah. two, not those two, but guess that takes the ones that we're developing right now. That takes that. That's going to be either one's going to be summer and one's going to be fall. in the next month. There's going to be two blends dropping. You heard it here, folks that have already done. Yeah. You guys know about them. They're in the middle of nutritional analysis. I think we know about the two because you've been promising me that since before I did carnivore and I was super (laughs) excited to have them during carnivore. And now we're, now we're in April and, um, I, we still don't, I'm there. waiting on one more piece of information from it's our co-packer like the coming before of Christ. we can proceed. You know, he's still coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I one of these one years. Of the <laughs> I, I'm sure you guys will tell me about the second of the two and I'll be like, oh yeah, but I just can't remember you know, right now. You know him. You, you, you know him. You know him. But I'm going to tell him. you, we did two different ones that have been in the works um, this evening on Skirt Steak. One of them, one of them is ready to rock and roll. Let's go. Once I just got to... Mm send it to our co-packer and then they'll send us the recipe and their ingredients. Um, the other one, the other one just needs a little bit of tweaking. Slight tweaking. Because it's the phenomenal. summer or the fall that's ready? The fall's ready. Uh, the summer mm. one. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The summer one is phenomenal from the bottle, but there, there goes a lot of like research into it because when you cook it, sometimes things don't turn out the way you want them to after heat has been applied. Now as a finishing rub or straight from the bottle, anything like that, crazy good. We just got to add some tweaks for what cooking because that's primarily what the rub's going to be for. Now, the fall one is obviously uh, pumpkin spice, uh, pumpkin spice reloaded rub. Yes. Um, it's but I'm trying to figure out, the, yeah, I'm trying to figure out the summer one. It's uh, maple it's probably pumpkin f- acorn. Maple pumpkin a- acorn. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. And then uh, summer, probably 4th of July. So you put fireworks All right, we're d- together. I'm just, just going to tell, I'm just gonna tell yeah. you what and it is. Sunscreen. I'm going to tell you what it is. Sunscreen. It's, it's oh, the, sunscreen flavor. No, it's the... <laughs> It's the official, it's the official Spencer Kirksey, Dirty Sanchez blend. 
Oh, Dirty Sanchez. Yes, yeah. with we, butter. We, we ground up dingleberries and put them in Ew. a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> with, with some buttery with, biscuits. With, with buttery you know, biscuits. <laughs> with, with blended up biscuits. <laughs> dehydrated blended dehydrated. biscuits. Yeah, okay. A biscuit blend. <laughs> Real dehydrated biscuits in every bottle. <laughs> Powdered butter. Uh, we, got, we have a drop biscuit and a buttermilk biscuit. Well, I want to know. Would you, would you use a powdered butter seasoning? It's called popcorn butt salt. Yeah, popcorn butter. I was gonna say. <laughs> you, you You'd just be better off uh, like releasing the craft uh, elbows and cheese, macaroni and cheese. Release uh, that powder as a as a seasoning. As a rub. Yeah. Throw on your wings. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> Mac and cheese wings. So. I Speaking heard of kissing Joel's ass, yeah. Uh, this skirt steak you made tonight, I was really impressed by your slicing technique. You like that? Uh, with the grain, right? Uh, with yeah, the no. grain. What am I supposed to do? Cut foot, you know, foot and a half long slices? No, you cut it. So uh, for those of you, I'm gonna go like this. For those of you at home who don't know, <laughs> skirt steak is very long and very thin. Uh, Joel cooked it excellently, uh, a hard sear on each side, but the uh, the grain runs across it. So what you have to do is you have to cut it into like four or five inch segments, turn those segments 90 degrees, and then slice a segment so that it's super pull apart tender. Um, but, and Joel did, did but, not do this. But, so but people, but, if you order, but, it, but if you order your skirt steak from Haltem and Family Meats, it doesn't freaking matter because it's so buttery and it so tender so no matter how you slice it it's that damn good so that ma- that makes no sense that's like saying uh it's a halteman brisket it doesn't matter which way you slice it uh it cut doesn't. it right down the middle dude it doesn't go, go for it have, have a foot and a half long slice they literally take tell. butter and they just color it to look like meat is all it is <laughs> it's a cake <laughs> <laughs> oh man they're, they're, yeah, we've had we've uh, had we have had all of us have had a good week of some solid cooking. It was delicious. That's all I gotta mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So then, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to a break. Let's go to a break real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna have uh, our very special guest, Will from Hooked on Barbecue. Let's go. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of their skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21 and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. Haltman. FamilyMeats.com. All right, guys, so we are back from the break, and we have our guest on the line right now. His name is Will, also known as Hooked on Barbecue, also known as Billy Boss Barbecue. That's an inside joke between us all. But anyways, Will, buddy, (laughs) welcome to That Reload Podcast. What's up, everybody? Yeah! There it is. There it is. It's my favorite. I look forward to it. When I see your face, like, on your, like, selfie mode, and you're, like, in front of the pool or in front of the grill, I'm like, it puts me in the best 
mood. I'll be sitting on the couch and she'll start watching your stories and I'll hear it and I'll just uh, grin. Comes up and like, yeah, yep. what's up? Yep. I don't know. What is up? I don't know. <laughs> and you turn and you turn a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday into happy because it's like happy Tuesday. That's right. Happy Wednesday. And I'm like, you know what? I am damn happy because of it this day because I'm, I'm alive and I'm feeling feeling great. Like you should. Mm. Billy Boss, you have one of the most positive accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a future episode where we get more into like Instagram algorithm, all that garbage. But I love seeing your account and all the positivity you have on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, with that thing, it was just one of those things I did that, you know, you always have to remind yourself of something good because there's so many things that aren't good. So it was almost just my way to give the message back to myself. And then it kind of, you know, I got some great comments about it. So I really, it just motivated me to keep to keep that up, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, cheers to you, brother. I want to, uh, first of all, what are you drinking? Well, I had to go with my good old standby, the Knob Creek 12. Yes! So... <laughs> He's like, and I, I sent him. I sent a message to Matt one day where I went to my local liquor store, and I think they had like an entire row of this. I was just like, "This is so crazy good." Mm. It is so did you, good. Did you just scoop it all off into a shopping basket and get it all? <laughs> like, get as many of them as they would let you take. I wanted to load it into one of those little baskets. And just go up to the counter and have a whole basket full. Here, awesome. Here's my yeah. case of knob. Yeah, because the knob Creek twelve. In in my opinion, and I know you guys as well. The knob Creek twelve is better than the nine and the fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's just harder to find. Agreed. So, anyways, I am drinking um, a dram of Kentucky Spirit. Joel, what are you drinking? Old Forester one fifteen. Or one or nineteen twenty. Oh, one hundred fifteen proof. Yeah, nineteen twenty. Okay. Sorry. Nineteen fifteen is different. I got you. Numbers. All right. In honor of Will being on the show, I actually went and grabbed my Knob Creek 12 as well and got a pour of that, and it's delicious. No, if I hadn't poured such a th- three fingers of 1920, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy, what you got? I'm drinking one of them there, Weller's, the Weller's, Weller's Special Reserve. Oh, okay. That's right. Nice. All right, Salancha. Salancha. Cheers. Salancha. Cheers. Mm. Delicious. <sighs> All right, so so Will, one of my first questions for you, bro, because you know we all uh, love your page, love what you do. I think, and one of uh, Jeremy's rapid fire questions was, if you could have food from any, you know, Instagram account, what would it be? And mine, because we couldn't, re- nobody could repeat it on the on the question, and I was lucky to get it. Was you? Because I love. All the stuff that you that you make, all your food. So if I could have food from anybody on Instagram, I wanted it from you. My question is, dude, is like, what what got you started on the IG? Like, why why did you decide, you know, I'm going to start putting myself out there and posting all this jazz? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's actually a funny story because like grow like growing up in Pennsylvania, it's not like there's a lot of seafood, except maybe fishing or something like that. Yeah. But there's definitely no lobster or anything like that. So I didn't really grow up in that. We had just fish and things like that. And then when I started doing Instagram and just grilling in general, you know, I just wanted to do something different. And then um, I started, um, one of the companies reached out to me and we started, um, he basically asked me if I wanted to do like lobster tail prep videos. And I said, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never even grilled lobster tails before. 
<laughs> so it was, you know, it's funny how that all worked out. And then I, you know, it, it just went well. It was a lot of fun. And I'm like, oh, it's cool to do something totally different than I don't see a lot of other people doing it. And it just like spiraled from there. And then, I mean, you can go on my page. It's so much different types of seafood. That's kind of went down like a rabbit hole into the seafood world, which is pretty cool. So, dude, like I just tonight was sitting here and realized that hooked on barbecue was a play on words. Well, was it? I mean, it sounds like a play on words, but was it? Was it intentional to put hooked for like hooking on a, barbecue for like hooking fish? So that wasn't the intention. I just liked oh. the name. Oh, man. It, <laughs> it was foreshadowing. <laughs> there you go. I was such a genius. Yes. Uh, no, like <laughs> when I first came up with it, I just thought it was kind of like a cool name. And then what was interesting was when I came up with the logo, um, the guy who designed my logo, he asked me like, Hey, like, what do you want your logo to look like? I said, I don't want to give you any hints or anything. Just go to my page, check it out. And then, then come up with a logo and send it to me. Just because, you know, if someone's an artist, I don't want to tell them how to do their job. Yeah. So he looked at it, and when he came back with the logo, and it had the hook in the logo, I'm like, oh, this is freaking genius. So. Jeez, well. It was definitely cool. <laughs> well, that's an egg on my face, <laughs> but I'm glad that it, it's work, it's kind of worked out, though, so to speak. But um, So, quick question. Are, do, are you only cooking on a Primo, or do you have other cookers? Um, I, so I have a, a Weber kettle. I have like a, you know, like a flat top griddle that I have. I do have a gas grill that I fire up once in a while. Um, and I have like a vertical smoker. Those, those are my main grills. That, that, the Primo's, that the, Primo's the main dog that you're using, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, charcoal is definitely my thing. You know, I definitely like to go from the smoke to the sear, like, like quickly. That's, that's what I like about, you know, the ceramic style cookers. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like a kettle grill is awesome too, for something that's quick, you know, the, I mean, Jeremy and, you know, Matt know this, but with the ceramic cookers, they're great. You just can't move them very easily, Yeah, which is one nice (laughs) thing about the kettle. If you want to, so you talk, when you say you can't move them very easily, you talking about like going other places or are you talking about like, you know, on your porch? No, I mean, I have like two, I have like my main patio that I grill off of. And then yeah. in the summertime, um, I grill on a different patio too. I can move it back and far, forth, which is, you know, not insanely hard to move it. But yeah, you can't load it into the back of your pickup like easily. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So we, we have a Weber kettle too. Yeah. And that's something we need to cook more on. Uh, me and Stacy aren't as versed in charcoal cooking as, you know, you and, and Jeremy and Matt are. Um, we definitely can hold our own. Don't get me wrong, but it's not something we do all the well, time. You can hold your own. That's, that's something that's on my 2021. Yeah. Would you call I need, I need, to, I need it to be on your list too, because as a man with a traditional household, I need to be coming home to more charcoal cooked meals oh. and, and cups of bourbon. In my oh, head. you hear this? <laughs> Stacy, I would also add steak oh. slicing to your list of things. <laughs> 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 you, Jeremy. Yeah, How about that? Say, I was going to say you could add some, you know, um, Dutch oven bread in the. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, no. Listen, 
to, to clear the record, they talked me out of starting a sourdough starter because they said- Y'all, y'all I gave need, her an excuse. I, they said, I need to start through the book of flour, water, salt, yeast and do but like have Saturday you? bread. I have not. Thank you very much. <laughs> we tried to make it easier on you and you're like, awesome, I won't do any of it. I know, I know. Anyways. Oh my goodness so, gracious. Well, as I'm flipping through your page, more times than not, I see you're usually cooking with Reload, which is something obviously all of us appreciate. But one thing I'm curious about, how did you find Reload in the beginning? And then as a part two to that, I'm curious, what's your favorite like Reload seasoning, favorite dish to make with that seasoning? That's actually a great question. You forgot. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think, <laughs> as you're explaining that, I, I know how I obviously came across the podcast of trying the rubs, but I can't even remember off the top of my head how I stumbled across you guys. Um, oh, actually, I do know why. Yeah, Mike from Haltman sent me two of your rubs, and I tried them out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff's ah. amazing. And then I just started looking at your page. Then, of course, I listened to the podcast. And, you know, I just posted um, t- today um, the ham recipe that you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, brought. yeah. I like, saw that. I, I didn't I didn't do it with the hot honey only because two of my girls are very picky. Mm-hmm. But I did go with the full with the fully loaded, which was no, I sorry. I went with the double action. Yep. Um, which was great, and then I did like a bourbon maple glaze, and I didn't make it overly sweet, but that rub was phenomenal, and I cross-hatched the ham instead of using like a normal spiral ham. And oh, that's a good honestly, idea. Honestly, I, I really didn't even have to glaze it, because that rub did, and I put the rub on really heavy, and I didn't let it, I let the ham get up closer to room temperature, and then I put the rub on and I almost put on immediately and I put down a lot of smoke on that thing. And to the point where when I went to glaze it, I took a picture and I'm like, I got to look at this later because I couldn't even believe I didn't even glaze it. And it looked that nice. That rub just, just did such a great job on it. Hell That's yeah, so man. good to hear. That makes me feel good. You know, it's, you know, the way you, the method of which you cooked it, first of all, the coarse parts kind of clink like the smoke kind of clings to that but second of all the temperatures like you said kind of putting it on once it got to room temperature allowed that sugar to kind of slowly yeah cook onto it rather than burning and so that does it provides like a sticky tacky but he had these little tiny chars where Mm -hmm. where he scored it you know or whatnot like little tiny wisps of so will we talked about it before we had you on we did the same exact thing for easter since we had some kids that we were cooking for as well instead of using the mike's hot honey we used regular honey and instead of the pack and heat we used fully loaded and you know just as good just as good but because the mike's hot honey really took it up a notch and made that glaze uh pretty spicy so we just couldn't do that to and we all know that mike haltman you know mr haltman himself mike haltman you know really has some really great hams haltman hams are fantastic mike- Mike I'm Byler. trying to play, a, make a Mike joke, Byler. and nobody's biting at all. <laughs> <laughs> like I really you know that uh, 
that Mike Haltman was actually the inspiration for Mike's Hot Honey. Like they were so inspired by his hams that they created Mike's Hot Honey to compliment them. Thank you, Jeremy. I, that's fine. You know, a little sooner on that would have been great, but thanks. No, it's really, really fun watching you drown and like, <laughs> and then waiting until your dead flopping body washes up on shore and then yes. jumping in. When, when I'm bloated and stagnant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throwing the life raft to his dead body on the shore. <laughs> Catch it, Joel. Catch it. Put it on your body. <laughs> so I know a couple weeks ago, you know, we all were talking about a situation where Jeremy had a reel that went viral. And majority of it was people asking about his knuckles and, you know, his very rare cooked meat. So Wash your damn know, hands. I want, yeah, revive that thing. Um, I want to know, have you ever received backlash from any of your cooks or videos that you've put out there? Well, what's funny was I was listening to your guys' podcast and I was driving into work that day and I'm listening to that part and I literally almost had to pull over. I was laughing so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I posted this and uh, it's weird with the lobster. You get a lot of weird comments. You know, um, you get people that either like one style versus a different style. Of course, with lobster rolls, but I posted this one like with the lobster rolls and yeah, it had an insane amount of butter, but it's not like you're taking a straw and like sucking out the butter. So (laughs) you're just, you're just adding like a little flavor, but it's not insane. And the comments were so, which I'm sure Jeremy had probably the similar reaction. You people that said, Oh my God, this is like heaven. I think I, I, you, you probably need to like caution people before they view this at work. And you had some interesting other comments. I won't get into those. Um, you can kind of read between the lines there. And you had other people, <laughs> you had other people that were just like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Of course, the people who love the mayo on the lobster, which honestly, for me, I don't know why you would ruin it by putting mayo on it. That's my personal preference. But Ooh, um, yeah, the comments were just so crazy. It just blows my mind. And as soon as I heard Jeremy talk about that, the first thing that came into my mind, it's funny when I saw all these comments and the likes on this video, I thought to myself, I think the reason why it got so much attraction is because it was a controversy, right? Like people post mm-hmm. stuff good all the time and it looks good. But when something people can argue about something, they, they like stir up more comments about it, which is crazy. I know Joel's actually had the same situation. You know, he did some processing videos on YouTube and they've, they've pretty much went viral. A lot of them have hit like, two, three, 400,000 views. And one in particular, he's got a video out there that he is teaching how to, what is it? Skin and quarter a deer. Oh yeah. He's got it hung up. Right. (laughs) And so this happened to be a small doe that he had shot, but it looked, it had like massive damage done to it. And so like some of the comments say like, I wield a big weapon there. Yeah, This one says good demonstration. Even if the deer looked to be about the size of a German shepherd and appeared to have been hit by a bus. (laughs) And then someone else said, did you shoot that deer with your car? And then someone else said, um, damn brother, did you shoot that with an RPG? You know, so it's like all these people, it cracks us up because your intentions of what you're putting out there and then people will pick it apart and really just run with it with the comments. But it is pretty, um, it's entertaining at least. It is. I mean, hell, I I won't go into the details, but I don't care. It's good content when I put (laughs) content out back in the day or whatever. So anyway, Will, 
We're going to run to a break, brother. Uh, you care to stick around for a minute? Because I got a lot more stuff I want to talk to you about on the other side. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, guys. Let's run to a break. Stick around for a lot more from Will, Billy Badass Barbecue. <laughs> I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high-quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Well, guys, I had enough, and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper. Rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, break-resistant glass, then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. Your spirits deserve more, and so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best-looking, best-feeling, best-pouring, best-look-how-proper-I-am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag proper. All right, guys. So we are back from the break. We had a heated debate that was starting to go down in the break itself. Matt says... You know, you've heard in previous podcasts, Philadelphia don't drink beer for shit. Philadelphia uh, fans. Philadelphia, Philadelphia fans, yeah. baseball fans. Yeah, don't re- don't drink beer for shit. Will is offended by this comment. Well, what I've got to Go. say, Will wasn't there when they were gathering their data. Oh, okay. So if Will had been there, the percentages of beers per fan <laughs> in the stands, he, he would have brought taken that number it all up. the way up, right? Yeah, yeah he would have taken <laughs> the average up to match everybody I, else. I definitely, I definitely had to Google that. When I heard that in the podcast, because I'm like, I do not believe that statistic. Will Salty. You need to get gather all your friends and bring them down there and get some $12 beers. Will's like, screw you, Matt. We drink beer here, too. I mean, well, I mean, I don't think I don't think I have to try to make Philadelphia look any bad with their fans or anything. <laughs> so I don't think I would have tried Professor all drunks. All off. right. So question is, when do the Braves play Philadelphia at home at the Phillies? Do we know? I think it was pretty recent. They they just so that was the Braves opening series was in Philadelphia. But I actually oh. messaged Will and I was like, "Hey man, uh, if you ever make it down to Atlanta sometime for a Phillies game away, let me know. Uh, we should definitely go hit that up together. So hopefully we can make that happen at some well, point. Well, we're inviting ourselves, Matt. Hey Matt. Well, come Matt, on, Matt, let's go. Hey Matt, didn't uh, the yeah. didn't the Phillies um, on Saturday and yesterday? Beat the shit out of the Braves. Uh, yeah, and I heard about it from Will after every game. <laughs> he Redacted. sent me a message and was like, "Good game, bro. <laughs> you, you suck." No, I, I, ju- I just post. I just post like the last pitch, and then I just posted a broom sweeping on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I sent back like the crying emoji, like, "Oh my gosh, our hey, series is the over." The Braves are supposed. Okay, we, we're getting down a rabbit hole, but I will say that the Braves are supposed to be loaded this year. There's but. From what I'm from what I'm hearing, I'm not a big baseball fan, but the Braves are supposed to be World Series contenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Will, you know, we were talking earlier. You were kind of the gateway into um, me getting involved in the Grilling Pillow Squad. You know, I was really excited to join the group, and you are one of the main reasons that keeps me motivated on there. So, um, thank you. And then now we've got Matt as part of the group as well. Yep. 
Yep. And I still haven't ridden in like two weeks. And Will was messaging me, like gently nudging, saying, hey, man, uh, you should try this ride out. Stuff like that. So I, I really appreciate the nudges, Will. Do you know what the thing is with Will? Is we actually rode together once. He joined in randomly on one of my rides. And I and because he was in there, I went extra hard, thinking like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm gonna show him what I got. He was like halfway through his ride and he already crushed my score inside of it. He was like, you know, he's so positive, man. He's like, You did a good job, buddy. Like a little pat. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Mm-hmm. Little pat on the head. Good job I there, didn't. little guy. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was on vacation, so I didn't ride for like five days. I came back and I'm like, oh my God, I got to get on the bike. I'm going to be so out of shape. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, you saying that, Stacey, thanks guys. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I think like just motivating people to do something good, especially for yourself, but just not the physical part. I think like the mental part is really important. And I mean, right before I got on the podcast, I jumped on for like 15 minutes, which is great. Even if you don't have much time, you know, you can just get on there and just work harder, you know, really. I yeah. mean, a 20 minute workout on there is definitely taking over um, some of the snacks that I have throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> Will, you said uh, you didn't ride for like five days while you were on vacation. I'm so upset because we just barely missed each other. Uh, you were heading into Disney World, I think, as I was leaving a few weeks back. I know. And as soon as you sent me that message, I'm like, we could have hopped over to Epcot because they had some serious good beer there. Like during That's that right. Week. Yeah. We'll make it happen eventually. At the Atlanta Definitely. Braves Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where, where, they, where they drink more beer than they do in Philadelphia. We'll just get a TRP Airbnb and just okay. watch some baseball. All right, let's get out of this rabbit hole here. Will, you're, you're a seafood guy, man. I know you said that being, a, being in Philly, that's not like uh, you didn't grow up that way, but let's face it, you cook some bad-ass seafood dishes, um, ones that are such, such food porn that I, I'm drooling every time I'm looking at your page. Um, what is like your go-to, like, hey, I'm in the mood for seafood. I'm not even saying just lobster. I'm in the mood for seafood. What are you cooking? I mean, I have to say my three top seafood okay. have to be um, lobster, scallops, and shrimp are probably my top three, just because they're 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 just like you know the basic staples. Um, and it kind of depends, like, what you're going with, like, what the main course is, and then what the seafood's going to be, but. I wouldn't put shrimp normally in the, with with the other two because I, you really can't compare. But mm-hmm. since it's so common, I think you kind of have to add it to that list. So are we talking like lobster tails or lobster like claw meat? Which one? Uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's a hard one for me personally. I really like the lobster tails. Like if you're doing like a traditional surf and turf, you got to do a lobster tail. They're just so easy, especially you get the ones that are frozen. You know, you either just cut them in half or you buy the ones that are already in half. You really, it's hard to mess that up because it's so, it's so straightforward. Yeah. You know, um, like, like getting a live lobster and then having to figure out how to kill the thing. And then you have to, you know, some people boil it. Some people just go right with the knife. Some people put in the freeze. There's so many different ways to do that, but I think it's daunting for people and you don't, in my opinion, I don't think you get as much meat out 
out of it if you just do the tail. I think it's just so much easier. So I, I don't know. For me, <laughs> maybe it's inhumane, but I just plop that sucker in some water, turn around, and forget about him. Let him roll. You know, as far as uh, dispatching the lobsters. But were you saying you don't get as much meat out of a live lobster as you do the? Well, I didn't catch what you said there. Like I think he's saying per pound no, of like what you order. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much. I got you. I mean, you pretty much just get the the lobster tail and the claw. And you get like a little bit of the body, but there isn't that much there unless you're taking that and making something else out of it. Right. Well, for me, dude, it's any and all seafood. I love all seafood, fried, steamed, cooked in butter. I don't give a shit. I love it. Love seafood so much. (laughs) And that dish you were talking about before we went on break, where you had all those lobster chunks, you know, in, in that giant butter bath. That's like my heaven. I could, you, mm. said, you said like, I'm not going to drink it with a straw, but I could, I could drink mm-hmm. it with a straw. But so when you go out there and I, I want to pick your brain about this, people, when they're going to buy lobster tails, you can get little tiny ones, you can get giant big ones, you can get cold water, you can get warm water. Can you expound upon like, you know, is there, are small lobster tails, are they better than larger lobster tails? Um, is warm water better yeah, than cold you, water? Because like, you can go online and they've got like small lobster tails, you know, like four, six ounce ones. And then you can go and you've got like large, and then there's jumbo, then there's king. Um, it can be kind of intimidating at first to see. And you're like, well, I don't want to go wrong. Like what is the preferred ones? Or do you know differences in sizes as to what, you know, a starter lobster eater should be picking up? Or just your opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, just for my opinion, I, you know, I normally have, have the cold water like lobsters. Us um, too. I think if you have if you have a really good quality lobster, I think you can go with a bigger tail, and you're totally fine with it. Um, I think most people you get the smaller ones because they're a lot easier to find. Those are more common, and it's kind of easier to work with. I personally find that the smaller ones, you know, obviously it's going to be a much quicker cook because the tail is a lot smaller. Um, since it's not so thick, it, it cooks much quicker. If, say, you want to add, like, a compound butter, like a little garlic, some roasted garlic, some butter, you want to add rosemary or whatever, thyme, whatever, and you want to put that into, like, you want to split a lobster tail or a whole lobster and put it in there, something that's a little larger is going to cook a little slower, so you get a little more time to baste in, in that actual flavor. So the perfect answer for me would be like a medium yeah. size. Yeah. I know for us personally, whenever we, like if we're going out to a restaurant or if we're going to order or go to like a seafood um, place where we could pick up seafood, Joel and I typically only pick up cold water lobster. And for one, to me, the meat tastes so much cleaner. Uh, the warm water lobsters just... I don't know. The cold water ones, the the meat's more white. It's cleaner. It doesn't have like a fishy taste like the warm water ones do. Um, that's just the ones that we're going for. You will pay a little bit more um, for those. One thing that we do like, you know, we've ordered from Lobster Anywhere. I know that you do cook a lot of their stuff. Um, and there's are basically, you know, from my understanding, they basically harvest those and ship them within a day or two mm-hmm. to your door. So they are fresh and they are delicious. I was going to say, they're an awesome company to work with. Um, their stuff is amazing. The one thing I like about them is not only the fresh lobster. To me, there's a huge convenience of having frozen lobster tails. 
And at first, when I first started doing this, I would normally think frozen is an inferior product, kind of like meat, right? Like I prefer to get like fresh meat, like with Halsman, they they send you the fresh meat, it's never frozen. It's a huge advantage. Before I really knew that much about seafood, I thought, yeah, just get fresh seafood. The thing is, with them being frozen and them sent to you in the packaging, you can just throw in your freezer. You just take them out a day in advance and put them in like a sheet pan and put them in your refrigerator. And the next day, you just take them out and you're ready to cook them. To me, that has a huge advantage of timing every single, you know, specialty cook like that you're going to do. So, so Will, I'm a complete seafood noob and then layering on top of that the intimidation factor of trying to figure out how to prep one of these things to get it put on the grill i just have no idea where to even start so could you like step me through i know you said that you're going to thaw those out the day before in the refrigerator from there what steps do you take to actually get that to the dinner table so is there any kind of like cleaning or preparation that you have to do on the lobster itself before you get it to the grill and then what are you doing as far as the grill setup goes to get that thing you know where it's ready to eat so i think like anything there's so many different ways to do it and i think seafood my opinion it's one of the easiest things to cook but it's the kind of what you were saying matt it's the most intimidating thing and i think it's intimidating because number one, a lot of us didn't grow up eating a lot of seafood, right? So mm-hmm, you're not mm-hmm. used to seeing people cook it. The other thing is, since it's expensive, it's not like, you know, mm-hmm. you buy like a cheaper cut of meat. If you mess that up, it's not the end of the world. But since most good seafood is expensive, it's very intimidating. Um, what I normally do is there's a couple different ways to prepare a lobster tail. But, you know, a lot of the stuff that I try to show and the things I do are pretty simplistic, meaning I like to, to like, teach people how to do this easily and not all kinds of convoluted steps to make things intimidating for people. So you basically, if, if it's a frozen lobster tail, you have to thaw it out. You can do it under cold water, um, or you can just put it in the refrigerator in a sheet pan overnight, just in case anything leaks, at least it's contained in the pan. And then the next day... You have basically, there's three different ways to do it for a pair of lobster tail, but the easiest way I would refer to it as a split lobster tail, where you take a really sharp chef's knife and you would just go down the center of the lobster tail and work out, you know, like pretty much work towards those edges. The other one is where you're just cutting the top shell and then kind of separating those um, shells apart. So then you have kind of like a little boat in the middle to put butter or anything like that. And then you have the third kind, which is what they call like the piggyback, which I'm sure you guys have seen on a lot of people's pages where it's fancier, where you, you basically cut down the middle, you take the, the meat out except for the very end of the tail piece, and then you put it on top of the shell. Um, I was, so I've always seen that where it looks like the use. meat is almost like puffed up out of the shell. And I didn't know if it did that naturally while no. you were cooking it or if you have to like pull it out and like stack it up to make it look nice. That's actually Pastry. how we cook our tails. We You just cut the top layer of the shell and pull the meat out to set on top of it. And it just gets beautiful. It's so nice. Yes. Fancy. Yeah. I mean, for for presentation, there's no better presentation than that. Um, and the trick with that, of course, is you basically cut down the middle of the lobster so you can clean it out. Um, but also it's just the way that the meat looks, you know, it's just a better presentation on it. 
Um, to me, I like cooking it. Well, I mean, other than that way, if you either do the two other methods or just splitting it in half, which is the easiest for most people to do, you can kind of use that as like a vessel for the butter or whatever to kind of like baste it while you're doing that. The, the one thing I did, the tip that I could give anybody, if you're going to do that piggyback, um, somebody posted it online and it was a great idea and I tried it. It works really well. Is if you put the lobster tail on top of something, you could use a sheet pan. I actually used the griddle that has for the Primo, which is like a flat top griddle, or you can do it in a cast iron skillet, which would be perfect for this. If you put the tail in there and then baste it with butter, the butter doesn't go down through your grates and then mm. create all those flames that are going to come up and burn the shell. Yeah. So it's it's a better way not to – because if, if you get all that butter in there, you're going to kind of get an off flavor from that smoke that's coming up there. I need some I need some freaking lobster, like, ASAP after talking about this. Um, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, um, I'm going to go buy some tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Quick yeah, – and that's something that's actually been on our podcast list is, you know, we want to get into – diving into some more seafood, some lobsters, uh, scallops, and shrimps. But the question I have for you, whether you're talking about any of those seafoods – um, I know if you overcook them, it can be a big no-no to make it a lot tough. Uh, are you cooking to color, time, or temperature whenever you're cooking seafood? Oh, good question. So I would say all of them, but that's not true because I never cook anything to time. It's, it's really – so for lobster, it's super easy. You don't want to go over um, like 140, right? You want to keep it under the 140, some people say like 135. The thing is, if you take it off too early, like I find before 140, unless you have a lot of carryover, which lobster isn't that dense, you're not having that much carryover heat, it's going to become kind of chewy. And not in a chewy meaning tough, chewy just meaning like the texture, the meat, like I find becomes kind of strange. Yeah, it, it's just weird. Um, so I always just go by temperature. 140 is always just a really good balance I find for right. scallops me I've n never tempt a scallop I go purely by the feel of the scallop mm -hmm. and it's just kind of it's hard to even explain the texture you go to it's just you know after cooking them and some people you know like them more cooked than others um, but I think scallops is in my opinion the hardest seafood to cook because you can mess it up really quickly. In fact, that's why really when I go out to a restaurant, I rarely order scallop. That's like because everybody on those. Times, yeah. Right. Everybody on those, on those, on those food network shows and things like that. They always try to cook the scallop. And then you get the chefs. You're like, Oh, you, you screwed up this scallop. Hey, you know, they're British accents and stuff. All, right, so all chefs have British accents. Right. No, I have a, I have a rabbit hole before you move on though. Okay. Um, I, I want, did y'all know I've been trying to get this out before, before we moved past lobsters. Um, <laughs> did you all know, Jeremy, you're going to love this, uh, mm. that Australia, this is a fun fact about lobsters, guys. It used to be a peasant food and, and Australia used to be a prison camp as all the British used to take their worst of the worst. It was like a giant Alcatraz and they would take the, the whole island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they take their criminals, drop them off there, and that's what they you were, eat lobster today. And, yeah, that's all they were ate. That's all they were fed was lobsters. Like, ah, here, take this gross lobster, and now it's like some 
It's a delicacy. delicacy. Delicacy now. Yeah, like right. I'm freaking craving it right now. So I've got to know. Are you? What are you dipping it in? Are you dipping it in some melted butter, melted butter and lemon? Do you throw any seasonings in there with that? I mean, I know for us, we love to baste our lobster tails with melted butter, fresh lemon juice, and fully loaded. So I got to know, what are you doing? So I've pretty much tried all different ways to do it, M- meaning like different types of butter. You know, your normal butter, you have like Kerrygold or, or, or like from Lobster Anywhere, they have their um, craft butter they send with it, which is awesome. Oh. But there's so many different ways to find it. The thing that I've learned, and it's kind of just, you know, how, you know, you're cooking and you have something laying around, and you're like, let's try this. I made like a steak compound butter. So it was just um, like a Kerrygold butter. It had roasted garlic. Uh, it probably had some thyme or something in there and maybe like a little sea salt. And I already had it made, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to throw this on top of my lobster and see what yeah. happens. It came out so good. Yum. And you can kind of, like, you can kind of cut that, you know, um, compound butter into, like, little pieces. And then you put that on top of your lobster, and while it's cooking, it kind of, like, self-bases itself, which is really something that's really, really good. Dude, that sounds amazing. So, well, I got to ask you about these. So, I, when I was in my early 20s, I went to, uh, my buddy was up doing some work in Boston and we all, me and my boys, we all went up there and we saw him. We took a trip to New England and we sat down at this restaurant and we all, I'd never had them before. We all ordered lobster rolls. I've never had one. I was, well, I'm going to say this for you to say anything, Will. I was, I guess the, the Southerner in me just wasn't expecting it. But I was extremely disappointed with a lobster roll because I was expecting a freaking hoagie full of hot lobster meat. But instead, it was like mayo-covered cold-ass lobster, and we're in the middle of winter sitting on a pier or an outdoor patio eating cold-ass lobster. (laughs) Is that the norm for lobster rolls? That's the only one I've ever had. Yeah, so 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 there's definitely a lot of different kinds. And you have your two main kinds, right? You have the hot lobster, which is I think tastes the best. Then you have cold lobster. Then you have the butter on the lobster, and then you have like the mayo with like a little butter mixed into it. You know, that would have been great. Whatever you have, yeah. I mean, so so like we did a family like camping trip, where we went from New Jersey to like northern Maine. And we like had a whole list of like lobster roll joints we we're going to go to. And I probably tried on that trip, at least six different lobster rolls. And you could easily pinpoint the ones that I thought were really, really good. And ones that I thought were absolutely horrible. And a lot of it is I think there's three main things, right? It's the quality of the meat, the amount of meat, and also like the bun they use makes a huge difference too. I just think, man, like, I don't understand the cold lobster. Like, I don't understand that. I, lobster salad. I, yeah. I, I wanted a hot, buttery lobster sandwich, and I got a cold, freezing, mayonnaise-covered, seemed-like lobster sandwich. Is that, I mean, is, may, it, is mayo the binder for lobster rolls? Is that what it, the thing they use? I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or the butter. Me, personally, I'm not a big mayo fan in general, so I I would never pick that. But I know, you know, like there's people who feel very strongly one versus the other. 
But to me, I think the warm lobster roll with the butter is the only choice, in my opinion. Amen. Amen to that. Well, Will, buddy, look, man. We thank you so much for coming on here, dude. Uh, again, if, if, if y'all love seafood, you need to check out Will's page. Or barbecue. Uh, or barbecue, yes. Yeah, we never uh, even oh, touched yeah. on barbecue. That's true. We'll have to have him back on for another barbecue segment. But, dude, tell everybody right now how they can find you and all your credentials and all that jazz, brother. Yeah, well, thanks, guys, for having me on. This is awesome. You know, I love talking about this stuff. And all this stuff we were talking about, different seafood and ways to prep that. I do have that all on my Instagram, which is hooked on BBQ. Um, so you can just do the spaces or, or the underlines. Both of those will get you to the same place. There you go, my man. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. We'll holler at you soon. All right. Thanks guys. All right. See you brother. Bye. Thanks. Bye, man. Yeah. Hooked on barbecue, everybody. <laughs> I want lobster. <laughs> so <bad>. I want some lobster right now. I'm legitimately going to the store tomorrow to buy lobster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to have to go to the shrimp dock or I know we, my parents like to order it from lobster anywhere. Like one of my fantasies is to be the guy from Castaway, Tom Hanks, just so I can have mm-hmm. crab and lobster for the rest of my life. Except I want my family there sometime for a little bit. And like <laughs> you need a cow, you need a cow to like get milk and then churn your own butter. Yes. Okay. That's- so there need to be, there need to be feral cows on this island also. I like it. I like it. So I was just looking at Lobster Anywhere's website, considering ordering some of this. It looks like they're completely out of stock on the medium stuff. And I really don't like like the huge shrimp. You know, when you get shrimp and it's just like a big mouthful of meatiness. I, I prefer smaller, yeah. smaller huh. to medium shrimp. I love and a so big mouthful of meatiness, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sure have shrimp do. the size of like lobster tails that are like just like. That's what I, don't, like, I don't like that. So I think that it'd probably be something similar with lobster tails. Uh, so I might watch for those to come back in stock. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've seen, like, I, I'll watch people on the IG with these mm-hmm. massive ass lobsters and they're just breaking that thing open, dipping it in a bowl of butter and just like ASMR in it, you know, eating it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm so hungry when I watch, I'm getting hungry now. Uh, I want, everybody says like the big lobster tails aren't as good, but I want one. I want like a massive, huge lobster tail and just for me by myself. I I just love, I'm literally love lobster. I love crab legs. I love scallops. I mean, I just love seafood. I I was in fifth grade and they asked, you know, they do like those little surveys and they put them in the yearbook. Like, and most fifth graders are putting like, oh, I want macaroni and cheese are my favorite and pizza is my favorite food. I freaking (laughs) put seafood and I still to this day love seafood. Oysters, let's go. I used to, uh, when I was single, I'd I'd have to not take girls on dates to get seafood because I'd have to shit my pants. All that butter, literally, literally. (laughs) All of that butter greases up his bunghole, and he always has to poop at the dinner table. Yeah, he has to poop at the dinner. I'm like, I'm still eating because he eats so fast, so I'm still eating, and he's like, I'll be right back. Slip sliding away. (laughs) Gotta run. It's all greased up, ready to rock and roll. So how is like how does how does red lobster before we go to break, how does red lobster compare? Like Nah, man. Like when you red lobster is good seafood, just like Olive Garden is traditional Italian fare. Perfect example, right there. Yeah. But so, where would you like? Is it like barbecue where there's just nowhere you can get it out that compares to making it at home? No, you you need to know the place to go. So, uh, local dining. Yeah, locally we have um, crap. What's the name of the place? Chesapeake's. 
Chesapeake. She made a throw up sound. Anyway, they um they get all of their fish in. That fish was within 48 hours of being in the water. It's all incredibly fresh. Um, so you need to know what local place to go to. And it's just like um, if you go to the grocery store to pick up some lobster or fish or something, you need to know where to go. Like I know like our Kroger, their seafood sucks there. Yeah. If you walk to the seafood yeah. ca- case and you smell something a little weird, walk the fuck away. I've yeah. had um, the meat department <laughs> smell weird, yeah. but Kroger will have yeah. sales where they'll have like lobster tails, like the small ones for like five bucks. Don't do it. No. They're mangled. No, no, no. Um, now I did get some ahi tuna steaks from Kroger because they came pre-packaged in like frozen and everything. Mm, like they okay. were like amazing looking, but Kroger had nothing to do with them. They put them in a frozen case. Like, like what I was saying, they were frozen, ready there to go. You, like you go. take yeah. out the day before. Um, but like our local Publix, they have much better seafood. You walk through, um, a good indicator is if you can find a whole fish and look in that fish's eyes, that eye look crystal clear and fresh. <laughs> like that's a good fish and the rest of the fish is probably fine. But if that, uh, that eye looks like it came from a zombie out of the walking dead and it's all clouded over and it's like sunken in like that is really bad. And that fish is horribly out of date and do not get fish. Jeremy's there. got his monocle uh, uh, and he's like leaning over the cases. His monocle. Yeah. He's got his monocle. Right, he's like, no, we, we have a local, um, shrimp market. I'm sorry, not shrimp market, seafood. a local seafood market. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's market price and they've got fresh stuff coming in throughout uh, the day. You know, right now it's crawfish season. That's something that we want to do. They're bringing those in on the weekends. And um, that's where you really want to go. I mean, you're going to pay more, but you're really, you're paying like same with lobster anywhere. You know, we I've ordered packages for my parents before for their uh, anniversary. You're paying for something that was just plucked straight out of the cold waters of Maine. It's going to mm-hmm. taste yeah. better. You're getting more meat for your buck too. And since, like I said, like I told Will, I'm so green to most, like cooking most seafood in general, but especially lobster, it would be worth it for me to buy from somewhere where you know you're going to get a good one. Yeah. Because I don't, I would rather pay a little bit more than to like cheap out and get something locally. And because I'm not familiar with it, accidentally pick up something that's not good and then have a horrible experience and yep. never want to go back to it again. You It'll know what I mean? It'll be fishy or sandy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like you do not want sandy seafood when you're sitting there crunching mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you hear your teeth going. Well, it's the same thing with like, when you go you buy wild game from these wild game stores, you know, we had a place here locally that was selling, you know, wild game, but it was all farm raised. And you're not getting. Well, it has to be in the U.S. Yes, but yeah, so they, it was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've talked about this, but what I'm getting yeah. at is, is it's not. Um, it's not the same, right? It's not the same as going to the source. It's not wild game where it's they're eating real. berries and persimmons and you know corn. They're eating you know so oats like, and grains and you know if you want to get the true experience, go to go to a place that's getting it from the source. As opposed mm-hmm. to somebody that's, you know, farming it. Or I whatever. think this is kind of just like touching the tip of where we need to go with our seafood journey. I know before like last April, no, <laughs> last March we did um, oysters. Go ahead. <laughs> what? Uh, I was laughing because she said we're touching the tips. We yeah, are. that's we're what I was laughing. Tips. We're touching, we're touching tips, tips over here. Here, here um, on the podcast, we're all touching tips. I don't think just don't, last just don't cross streams. It was the mar- was it the March before when we all got together and ate oysters? Um, uh, yeah, you know, we've done yeah. that, but we have not done any other seafood. Uh, oh yeah, and it's oh, not. We should do. We should do I've, some I've whole fish. Um, Costco has uh, usually has whole red snapper, and those are super easy to cook. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, and they're so. And I love the seared uh, snapper is one of my favorites. I oh, have you have you not cooked whole red snapper before, Matt? 
No, no. Oh my gosh. Go okay. to Costco, get you some, look them dead in the eyes. <laughs> Make sure they're <laughs> not Check their, Look into their Got soul. It. Yeah. Look at their little fishy soul. Want, All right. I uh, think we should take a break when we get back. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for some rapid fire, some reload recommends, and for Jeremy to shoot the F wad. Yeah. See you over on the other side. Do you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best, Dalstrong. Dalstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At Dalstrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code THATRELOADPODCAST. I said THATRELOADPODCAST to save on the finest brand in the game, DowStrong. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We're going to jump right into rapid fire questions. As Joel and Stacey talk to each other, it'll just be me and Matt doing rapid fire because yeah. they're ignoring this conversation. <laughs> and we'll do Matt, Joel, Stacey. Hey. We'll oh, do that best order. For first. Okay. Or best for last, whatever. That's right. If a movie was made of your life, who would play you, Matt? Oh, man. Uh, myself. I would play myself. No, no, famous actor. Famous oh, actor. It has Who to would be a play famous you? actor. Uh, yes. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser? Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a, that's a, that's nice. a classic right there. Yeah. Now, there like, go. are you picking, like, Brendan Fraser, like, in his prime during, like, the mummy and stuff? Oh, or, yeah. like, Brendan Fraser now? Okay. The we should, era, we sure. should have done this an opposite, like, where the cast picks who it is. <laughs> no, that that's fantastic. Like, that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Joel. I don't know who would be. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he could put he like a bald realistic. cap on. <laughs> you could eat a croissant. That's all I got to say. <laughs> bald Matthew McConaughey. All right, Stacy, who's yours? Hey, if he can have AIDS, if he can be AIDS McConaughey, he can be bald McConaughey. Okay? I don't know. He can be He can be Joel McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like Kristen Wiig, maybe. Maybe Kristen Wiig. Oh, she's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking her. Maybe Drew Barrymore. I don't know. Oh, very good. Both hitters. What is your favorite TV channel, Matt? Discovery. Okay. Well, ask channel, not network, but all right. Um, Joel? What favorite TV channel? Yeah. What's the difference? I don't have channels. I stream. Bro, cha yeah, But like, what's your favorite cha- t- Like, what's your favorite number? Like, nine, seven, There's no, seven, channel. There's no, num- there's no Jerry, numbers on YouTube TV. I know, but it's a channel like MTV, Nickelodeon. I don't have network. numbers. Ours no, are the, just those in network order. Now, now, mine are not, mine are not number. Yeah, mine are alphabetical. I would say yeah. uh, it had to be sports. <laughs> Sport, sports channel. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll accept that one. Sports channel. Yeah. That's about all, all I know about it. Stacy. Home basic white girl. Hallmark movie channel. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She loves it. My goodness. Name that movie. First one to guess it. Shout Hooray! it out. Uncle kills brother to become king. Nephew grows up and avenges father. Lion King. Oh, nope. dang it. Did I get it? What? How is that not Lion King? It's not. It's Lion King. No, it's not. What? Uncle kills brother. Yeah. Okay. Scar, killed, Scar killed Mufasa. And Simba grew up and avenged his ass. 
No one can guess what this movie is. Say it. Okay, hang on. No, we gotta keep going. It says not lying. Say King. it again. Damn it. One time. Uncle kills brother to become king. Nephew grows up and avenges father. It's freaking lying. Now all I can think is Lion King. Sorry. <laughs> hang on, Jeremy. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let's put like a little like a Jeopardy music in here. I gotta think. Um, okay. Do, 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 do. It's not helping at all. I, do, 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 I appreciate you saving me this in the edit. It's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, it's not Stacy. Jet, what is it? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I don't want to know. What is we it, can Jeremy? cut this out. I want to know. Oh, no, I want to know what it is. Do we get no, a hint? No, no, I mean, I want to guess. Do we get a hint? Do we get a hint? You want a hint? No, yeah. give me a second first. Wanna... Give me a second. Uncle killed brother to become king. Son of a biscuit. There's so many like medieval movies that this could be. You guys are heading like the wrong direction. This one is a trick question and you guys are falling so far down the trickery part of it. Uncle kills brother to become king. Counting these. Son grows up and avenges father. It's like a... If anyone's going to get this, I would guess... I would think Matt would get it because he would know this useless bit of trivia. Great. I don't know. I'm over. I'm overthinking about it. Move I'm on. not ready. I'm well, not ready. Well, too damn ready. bad. You, you, Stacy, do you want another hint? Call clock. Call clock. Um, based on a classic play. Uh, Lion King. <laughs> So close yet so far it's away. It's Broadway. Come on. I just want to know what it is. No, give me another Stacey. hint. No, let's just give it up. No, I'm not giving on. it up. <laughs> like the next hint's gonna be like super nail on the head. <laughs> Lion King. Give just another small hint. Like the, there's no, like. Hey, uh, there's a play. Okay, hold on. It's Jeremy, a play. don't don't feed in. Just tell us what the damn thing is. It's Hamlet. I swear to God, I almost said Hamlet. Me too. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I swear to God, it. you didn't. <laughs> I almost said but that. I didn't think you would have Hamlet on there. Is that a Lion movie? King? Lion King. Well, I'm sure there's a movie of it. Lion King <laughs> is based on Hamlet. No way. Yes, Lion King is based on Hamlet. So it's a trick I'm question. Really Obviously, you're all going to be like Lion King, Lion King. But like, it's the same plot as Hamlet. So, so technically, I was right. Said, I'm going to cry. No. It was Hamlet. Technically, I was right. I was <laughs> right. first crier on the podcast. I was right. Guess that Shakespeare. Guess that Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. Next week. <laughs> Next one. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> what is your favorite summer activity, Matt? Grilling. Grilling. Joel. Lake days. Lake days. Stacy. Yeah, going out on the boat on the lake, sunbathing. We are going to institute a permanent no repeat policy on rapid fires because Joel and Stacy, you guys often are doing the exact same stuff. Huh? Okay, uh, so lake I days. Would say Go on the lakes. I would say fishing. <laughs> on the, the lake. same but barely different. <laughs> on the lake. <laughs> on the river. On the boat. I love ri- ri- on river the boat, days. On a different body of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. You, you say lake days, I'll just say drinking. How about that? <laughs> well, that's a year-round activity. Oh, shit. So is grilling, technically, but who's going? Oh, yeah. There you go. If you had a yacht, what would you name it? Matt. Bodie, Bodie McBoke. Oh, gosh. I can't even say it. Bodie McBoke face. Bodie McBoke face. Love it. 
Joel. Steel erection. Steel erection. Because he works with steel. I erect. Oh, I got it. Erect steel. Get it? It could be a tax write-off then if you name it after your business. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That if ever, if everyone wants to know here in Knoxville, Tennessee, that's Joel's business. It's named Steel Erection. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Get it? Get this a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, unsinkable too as a uh, name of mine. What product would you refuse to promote, to, to promote, Matt? Man, there's a lot. I would say there's a lot that I, there's a lot more that I wouldn't promote than what I would promote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something so blatantly useless and horrible that you would never promote it. Never. Pr- I would say. What would you n- never be the face of? I'm tempted to say. Sl- but then if they offered to buy an ad slot on our <laughs> podcast, I'd probably accept. <laughs> so, so you wouldn't refuse it. I, I don't think I would refuse. I still want to try it, though. I want to try it. I'd, I'd want to try it. I would say I would say rubs that I haven't had the chance to try. That's so right. that means yeah, you're Joel locked, and Stacey. You're locked in. Yeah. So that means Joel and Stacey, you can't say rubs. So Joel, what product would you refuse to promote? <laughs> <Yeah>. No repeats. <laughs> Anal. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. You wouldn't be the. I wasn't even. Yeah. Wait, wait. That. Would you? I was. Would you be the face or the behind of anal? <laughs> I wouldn't promote. It. Well, okay. Well. <laughs> Both would not be along both wouldn't be good, but no, no, it's a it's just be asked to promote. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's a record, sol- solid response. I can be. We I, will I not can, promote what I we can, don't like. I can be both. I can be like, you know, like, I can be like this right here. Oh, <laughs> I can be the face and the behind. Oh, okay, like the uh, the, the suntan lotion kid. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah, uh, Stacy, uh, no rubs and no anal be. <laughs> um. Really narrows the scope. <laughs> yeah, these are, these rapid fires are just too hard for me. Like I have to have time to think of a good answer. That's what she said. You're last. You're last. Um, I've got a skirt. Skirt, skirt. On thin ice, like I or skate on thin ice. Like I don't want to like just dog people's products, but like I mean, certain other rub companies, I'm not gonna. You can't say rubs. You can't say rubs. You can't say, oh, okay. you can't say rubs. Not okay. rubs. There's been sauces that I've had in the past that you would never see me talk about because okay. they're not good. So sauces. And I'm not gonna right. name those names. And for the record, we are not advertising or promoting anything that we don't like ourselves. Is there a boo button on this? I don't see one. Right, Matthew? We need a boo button. All all the skate all the skirting around the bush here. Yeah. Uh Stacey has a better answer now. Iron root okay, here danger. There we go. Oh, there you mm. go. That is a solid answer, because that root. is a bottle of dog shit. Iron Next root. question. Thank God. True or false, you're only a true fan if you spin around really fast, have multiple flat blades, and are powered by electricity. Matt. A fan in the most literal sense of the word, yes. Joel. What? Say the question. You're only a true fan if you spin around really fast, have multiple flat blades, and are powered by electricity. Joel. Ah, uh, that is not true. No. A true fan. Stacy. Uh, I'm true. Yeah, I'm, I'm a true fan. No, I'm a true fan. A very. I'm a true fan of the big orange country. No, you're not a true fan. You bitch about them all the time. That's why I'm a true fan. Shut your mouth, woman. Stacy. 
Yes. True or false? I think that's, it's true. that's required to be a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, M- Matt broke it down first and it kind of ruined it, but Joel, you still went off the uh, the false deep end there. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for you, I'm here for you you're guys. Here, you're here for it. Every week. So I, I wrote these questions before the episode, obviously. Um, but here's the next one. If you could buy any any type of food right now, what would you buy? Matt. I would buy some good lobster tails to try. No repeats. <laughs> no repeats. <laughs> <laughs> biscuit. Oh. If I could buy any food right now. Mm-hmm. Any food right now. Son of a biscuit. Uh, what are you craving? What do you want? Besides lobster. No, I, I say fried chicken all the damn time. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, a, there's a new hot you know, uh, Nashville hot chicken place in Knoxville downtown. Is it really? Yeah, I forget the name of it. I'll have to look it up, but it's supposed to be really, really good. Hey, not going to lie. I had a uh, Nashville hot Burger King uh, chicken sandwich today. Uh, it, is that your reload recommends? No, it is not. No, it is not. But it wasn't uh, bad, Jeremy. I'm serious. The bun was good. It had pickles on it. A little slice. So that's what you would go out and buy? Negative. I would not go out and buy that. I would go buy... Oh, shit, hell. I don't know. <laughs> just say something. It's not that Smoke I just want it to be good, man. Smoke That's all. Vainas. All right, go. <laughs> Stacy, you've had so much time because Joel has horribly answered that question. What are you going to go out and buy right now? What food? Sushi. Oh, that's a good Sushi. one. Sushi. Ramen. Yeah. Ramen. 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 <laughs> Roman. <laughs> what is your least favorite beverage, Matt? Uh, Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol. What <laughs> a, yeah. a beverage! That's a great weekend beverage. Excuse yeah. me. Medication. Joel. Uh, my least favorite beverage is seltzers. 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 Yep. Stacy. All right, you're gonna be shocked. Floored probably. Tea. Tea. What? I don't like tea. Do you drink sweet tea? She's a yank. She loves. I do not like any she, teas. Not hot teas, warm teas, sweet teas, non-sweet teas. I don't like teas. She loves spilling the tea, but not drinking it. Yay. All right, that brings us to our final question of the evening. Our reload rubs the greatest seasonings of all time. Mr. Carr. Yes, of course. Joel. Does a baboon have a red ass? Some do. Yes. Yeah. All. All baboons have red asses? I'm just, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they do. Stacy. Is Reload dropping two more of the best seasonings of all time soon? Yeah. That's the word of the street. Holy moly. <laughs> and with that, I'll throw it over to you, Joel, for your segment. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going right, to right out of this train wreck and straight into the segment that you love and want to hear all the time. It's that segment we recommend things that you would think are cool and badass. And with that being said, let's roll straight into... <laughs> Reload recommendations, recommendations from Reload, yeah. Baby. So, uh, let's get this uh, thing rolling, huh? What's I up? missed the I missed the phlegm. I had week. I had to, uh, I listened to myself last week and hated what I was doing. I'm like, you're you, you sound like a freaking idiot. Stop yourself. So uh, no no more phlegm and sucking of air <laughs> before <laughs> before the record. 
<laughs> I'm so disappointed. Maybe next wah, week I'll, wah, wah. I'll, I'll come up with something different. But I, uh, uh, I didn't. Stacey, oh, wait. Stacey was that Stacy? Uh oh. Oh, oh. No, she, that's what happened. No, that's what he happened. did bring it up, and I was like, yes. I brought it up, and she just was, you know, was like, okay, yes, I, I hated you too when you did that. <laughs> Joel, we're supposed to stand together. I'm so glad you said that because it was terrible. No, I I definitely, I'll I'll come up with something different next week. But anyway, let's roll things in. We're going to go Jeremy first, Stacey second, uh, me third, and Matt is going to round things out with Matt's music of course. So, Jeremy, what you got, brother? Right on. Um, This week, I'm going to recommend something that we have spoke about uh, recently on the podcast, which is dry brining. Um, I recently did a dry brined... um, um, ribeye bone and ribeye a nice thick two three inch cut ribeye uh salted it put it in the fridge uncovered uh for 24 hours and then reverse seared it and uh this thing seared like it was nobody's business. Um, it needed about 45 seconds of high heat and there was just a solid crust on this thing. Uh, fantastic flavor. Uh, definitely be doing it doing it again. I like to try it with a thinner cut of meat. I'm yeah. interested in just doing like, not a reverse sear, but just a regular pan seared steak. Uh, <clears throat> you know, flipping it each side and stuff and seeing what kind of crust I get on it. And uh, next time I do it, I'll probably just use Magnum as the actual um, dry brine because there's so much salt in it. Uh, um, and then go from there. Uh, this one I just did uh, salt and then added some pepper when I put it onto the reverse sear and it was a really fantastic process. If you haven't heard about this, go back to our episode where we had barbecue by Maisie on. She talks all about the whole process. It's a really, really great way to cook a steak. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, so it, you t- could tell an obvious difference in the crust after you did it. Oh, yeah. I've, I, I seared the first side. Normally, I do like 45 seconds a side and then like alternate and do 45 more seconds. So each side gets a minute and a half. The first 45 seconds, I flipped it over. The whole thing had a solid sear on it. And I was like, oh, shit, like that's done. <laughs> like it doesn't need any more, awesome. uh, which is really cool. So I would love to do just like a regular pan seared with like a thinner cut of steak because uh, th- this one was like a good two and a half inch thick bone in, uh, you know, three pound ribeye, you know, big, big old huge thing. Hell yeah. Uh, I did, you know, more like a roast almost um but i would like to try it with some thinner cuts next there you go stace what you got girl all right so my recommendation for this week is a sauce and um i'd like to consider myself a hot sauce snob and we do have our own sauces our own recipes that we make as well that of course i am partial to and that we all love Mm -hmm. but i had seen some of our instagram friends posting about a new sauce that came out on april 2nd it's called it sauce and just as much as I love hot sauces, I thought, you know what? I've got to try it. I've got to try it. It's a new small business launching their new product. And most of the time, I'm pretty disappointed. Got it in the mail today, and I have got to report. I will be buying another bottle again. It was that good. It was very delicious. It was unique. Smoky. Um, the thing, you know, I wouldn't call it smoky. It had a hint very of smoke. vinegary. Vinegary, got a hint of smoke to it, sweetness. Mm. So where it seems, oh, it is. It says a smoky, delicious, medium heat hot sauce made from the very rare Criolla pepper. So what I've got to say, I'm usually so disappointed in hot sauces. One of my favorites is Hoff sauce and, of course, our own sauces that we do. But um, very vinegary, very uh, umami, savory, and I could have turned it up and drank it. It was good. Yeah. I'm looking forward wow. to keeping that as a staple in our refrigerator. So um, props to you guys over at It Sauce Official on Instagram. Um, it's it-sauce.com. Try them out. They're, it's, I've got to throw a bone where a bone deserves to be thrown. It is. 
I would say top three hot sauces I've ever had. Yeah. Top three. Definitely. And you wow. know, you know the one that everybody like talks about and posts about, it's called truff sauce. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. everybody we goes crazy it over that. It's, t- it's not good. No, it it's is gross. so one dimensional in flavor. And so, you know, I was highly you, disappointed you, in that. So that's what you wouldn't recommend or, or promote? Yeah. I would you, not you recommend. Would, yeah. Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't diss products in my segment, but this one, you're just like throwing shit hey, on everyone. Jeremy, this is Joel's segment, so it's okay to no, shit all over yeah. that segment. <laughs> well, it's because they're huge and I don't know the owners, so I don't mind. I mean, it's just not a you good product. You don't know them either. Well, I do know that it's a small business. I, got you, I yeah. do know that. And I wouldn't. I would not be throwing the bone if it didn't deserve to be thrown. No. I will be buying another bottle again. 100%. That's going to be a staple in the Reload House. Yeah, very, very good. All right. So my recommendation this week, guys, is is stemming from last week's episode where we had a big segment with Barbecue by Maisie on candy. One thing we had talked about was a candy fantasy of mine, which is the Tootsie Pops, the mini Tootsie Pops without the stick. And my lovely wife tracked these SOBs down. A box of 24 packs of these things. They make a freaking mm. pouches and it's all the Tootsie Pop flavors with no damn sticks. And yeah. they are fantastic. They, you know, And they taste just like the original Tootsie Pop. They're about the size of a cough drop. Pop them bad boys in. You know, give it a good suck on there for about 30 seconds and crunch it up. <laughs> Is ready okay, to rock and so roll. you're supposed to suck the candy till it softens up and gets to the Tootsie. And I cannot tell you the amount of people that messaged me or reached out at some point talking about how you didn't break a tooth off of the way you'd crunch on those things. Because I drink milk. I don't bring no, the damn teeth. You're going to break a tooth if you keep attacking your food like that. No, I like to crunch. I like to crunch them up. I don't no, want to wait. Till like, I don't want to. I don't want to wait. I, I well, that's what they have tooth doctors for. Yeah, Ever. tooth doctors. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I've been to one in years. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But they're Tootsie Pop drops, is what they're called. So check them out. Uh, I think we ordered them off of Amazon. So they yeah, could- they're in a lot of like country stores. Like if you go to like little country shops, Cracker Barrel stuff like that is where you could find them. They probably came from China, but whatever. So check them out, Matt. <laughs> on to you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that, that's a hockey. We need that for a hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Little giggles. Uh, so best. this week for Matt's music, I have Los Angeles, California-based American rock band, The Wallflowers. Oh, uh, yes! Middle school! So, <laughs> middle school. Were you smoking cigs in middle school, Joel? Yeah. No. Uh, so, uh, the 90s chill Billy is still rolling again this week. Originally released in 1996, this is a song called One Headlight. Sorry for my dancing. No, that's seventh grade, man. That's for me right seventh there. Grade. Seventh grade. <laughs> All right. Oh, then the fun- Matt and I probably weren't even born yet then. No. Oh, you know, fetuses. <laughs> we were just a, a thought. Uh, you were, you anyway, were sperm so. in the sack. Yes. Yeah, exactly. A twinkle in your father's eye. <laughs> uh, fun fact is just a quick one this week. The Wallflowers, uh, the lead singer is Jacob Dylan. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but that's actually Bob Dylan's son. 
uh, that's his band. That I didn't know that. Are, so. oh. There you go. Wow, fun fact. Well, that's great. Unless um, I think now we should fun fact ourselves over to. That's when we need the. the hockey. <laughs> Welcome and bienvenue. His face when he this intros this. This week's F wad. <laughs> the wad of this day, week, month, year, yes. moment, yeah. fortnight, century, millennia. Yes. Anyway, tonight's <laughs> F wad is actually inspired by this episode. I had a different one queued up, but. Joel, since you did not know to use the word flambe, the F wad this week is flambe. <laughs> I knew to use it. I just didn't say it. I'm- it literally <laughs> means flamed in French, uh, but it is when a, uh, a cooking procedure, when alcohol is added to a hot pan to create a burst of flames. Sometimes you light it with a, uh, with a long-stemmed lighter to help it on its way. A little... <laughs> of oxygen to help uh, blow it up into your uh, your sister-in-law's face. Um, you know, whatever you need to do. But flambe right. is the word this week. Okay, I wrote it down here. <laughs> Matthew? All right, is this one or two words? I'm not going to answer that one this week. <laughs> I just felt obligated since the last couple of weeks. It's all been two words. Joel, how do you feel on a scale from one I to ten? I felt really good till Stacy looked at what I wrote down and started cracking up laughing. So... I'm going to put myself into the negative two category. On All right. This. You, you have go. to read what you wrote down. Oh, I am. I'm I am. It's right here. I've circled it. Flam- <laughs> Committed to it. Flambe. Flam. Flambe is F-L-A-M-B-A-E. Like bay? Bay. Like salt bay. Salt bay. Flambe. <laughs> That's French. No. That's French, isn't it? You're gonna you're gonna change your name on Instagram to, to Flambe. <laughs> you're gonna be Flambe. You can you can you can pour bourbon down your arm That's off your right. elbow and into people's light mouths. It on fire. <laughs> yeah, just where? Yeah, like a nice shoot. No more salt bay. He's the Flambe. I'm, I'm the Flambe, bitches. <laughs> The flambe. How do you, re- Joel? You were very close, and my confidence was high for you oh. on this one. But that is very, very incorrect. F L A M B E. Flambe. Flambe. So close. F L A M B E. So I was looking at your face when I was spelling it. And I'm like, wait a minute, am I getting this right? <laughs> and then no, we're just having a fantastic time hearing that. He's the flambe. I'm the flambe, bitches. Okay. With that being said, let's flambe our asses out of here. We love you guys. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. But do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to That Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends. Perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. (laughs) I'm getting too much stuff on my... 
thing down here and I have to keep stuff like away from me. Otherwise I will play with it. Like I'm the same thing. I can't. <laughs> you're wait, wait, wait. So you're getting too much. You're getting too much stuff on your thing. And if you don't keep it away, you're going to have to play with it. That's yeah. all I heard. Yes. That's what I said. <laughs> Dad, I shit my pants. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> what is I, I have for, forgotten what Billy Boss Barbecue is about. Who knows? Uh, we let's let's cover it on the show. It's lost to the annals of time. <laughs> I know. I know exactly where I, it came I, I, from. Oh, you do, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh! When we introduce you, do you want us to say first and last name, and then at hooked on barbecue, or just will? It doesn't matter. It, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. How, do you Listen, pronounce it horse? This is this is where horse, Billy yeah. Boss Barbecue came from. So last time we had Will on the show, he wouldn't tell us how he wanted us to introduce him. And so we said, we're just going to call you Billy instead of Will. And then it just escalated from there. <laughs> Things have a tendency to do that on the show. Call me Will then. Okay. <laughs>